What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Overstated NBA Show. Today, we are doing a State of the Union on the Chicago Bulls. They're really freaking good. I thought they were going to be good. They've exceeded our, some people's expectations, but they're a super fun team to watch. Before we get into this episode, this episode is sponsored by Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com, type in promo code OVERSTATED. 20% off, free shipping. I have talked about this enough. It's going to be winter here in the Midwest. Your balls are going to get a little sweaty. Treat them well. Give them a good Christmas gift. Shave them up. Use the ball deodorant. I promise you, thank me later. You will be incredibly happy. Again, go to manscaped.com, promo code overstated. Uh, promo code overstated, you get 20% off and free shipping. Can't beat that. So without further ado, I'm going to bring in our buddy Riley. He's in the overstated NBA group. He is a diehard Bulls fan. We're recording this on video, right? Well, it's going to be on audio only, but we have video up. He's wearing his Chicago Bulls jersey. I love it. I'm wearing my Bucks. I'm wearing my Bucks shirt. It is great. Riley, what is up, man? How are we doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, uh, when, dude. when you first reached out to me, I thought that there were State of the Union spreadsheets and we're going to come on and be like, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> yeah, dude. I hear you, man. But hey, I mean, the Chicago Bulls are really freaking good, man. They're really, really good. They're 17 and 9. I mean, have they. Have they exceeded your expectations? Did you think they were going to be like this good right out of the gate? Or, or what, kind of what were your expectations coming into this set season? Yeah, definitely. So I would put a glass hat full on all the offseason. With pretty polarizing, people were kind of saying, hey, there might be a top three seed. or some people saying it might be a play-in team, all this stuff. I would put a glass hat full. I think I had this like sixth or seventh. and they have they have exceeded my expectation, honestly, too, with how they played. They did, they did, man. And I remember Brett and I were recording when they made the uh, the offseason trade when they traded Wendell Carter for what's it? How do you say his name again? What is his name? I always say his name wrong. Vucevic. Vucevic. Yeah, I get him in the Portland guy. That, you just can't say their names. Dude. I'm a I'm a modern I'm a modern day Bill Simmons. What can I say? <laughs> So I liked it when they made that trade because it signaled to me that they were all in. They finally got rid of the the Gar Packs thing. I, I liked some of the stuff that they were doing. I, I was high on Levine, although I did, you know, I did kind of temper expectations saying, hey man, he it's great that he's putting up all this stuff, but it's not leading to winning basketball. And then this offseason happened, right? They get Lonzo, I mean, was rumored to go there forever. Then they get Caruso on top of it. And I love, 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 love the DeMar DeRozan signing. I didn't care about the salary, not only, I mean, people are going to point to what he did with San Antonio, how he kind of kept developing as a playmaker. And and I like that. But what I liked more than anything is they had an adult on the roster now to go with Billy Donovan, to go with Zach Levine, to go with my, like this dude knows how to win. He's been in tough, tough games with Toronto. Obviously with San Antonio was kind of, they weren't, they weren't that competitive, but I loved it. I love that DeMar DeRozan signing. What did, what, what did you think when they signed all those guys this off season? At a board fan, I wanted them to get like ever since the Wimbledon started. That was like that makes so much sense. Him and Levine make perfect sense together at the backcourt. The the Woden fan, the big thing that you said that I agree with is that putting an adult in the locker room. Did our friend Mikey brought this up right when the Woden signed with the boards? Is that he would have on it from the beginning the CP three Phoenix Suns kind of effect. And it been, I would kind of like, oh, yeah, like to an extent, yeah, but I didn't think it would be that big of an impact. DeRozan is playing the best basketball of his career right now. And that's something that I didn't think was going to happen, but it's happening. And 
it is like that Chris Paul effect where whenever the other team is going on a one, where they're on a seven nothing one, or at the fourth quarter, and we need a bucket, the world in it just like I'm just gonna dribble into a fifteen foot jump shot right here, hit a couple fifteen foot jump shots, get to the free throw line, slow the game down, and he like he would. I don't think he did anymore since he'd been out with COVID, but when he was playing, he was leading the lead in fourth quarter storing. And there have been so many close games where he just like, I got this. And he just had totally taken over the game. He has, man. And it, it, it's been fun to watch. Like I said, that that's where like the adult comes in the room. You knew, you kind of knew that Levine was going to get the, the, the Olympic, the post-Olympic push. He, he was so good uh, on that team, on that Olympic team. You know, he got to play with uh, Kevin Durant and, and some of those guys and Drew Holiday and Dame Lillard and kind of just know how to know how to play basketball, know how to be a winning player. And I think I think even prior to the season, I don't think he's ever even been on like a four game winning streak or a five game winning streak. I, I actually think, yeah, I think the Olympic team was the first like multiple game winning streak that he had since he was at UCLA. And I'm so happy for Zach Levine. Like I said, I, 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 his play is finally turning into winning basketball. And the people can say like he's got the players around him, but he's also matured as a player. You can see that the decision making is there. He's trusting his teammates. And I got to ask you, man, how excited were you when you when you heard that the Bulls were going to get Lonzo Ball? I would show excited. The um, I would in the office working, and I have I had like my two streams going. My walk on one stream, I had like jammed and Woj's Twitter on the other stream, and it happened like literally right at five oh one. Shams breaks it, Lando to the board. So early that we lost a draft pick because of it. And the um, bullshit, by the way, bullshit. <laughs> we can get into that later. Bullshit, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, I loved Lando in the drafts. I would stay up late and watch him play for UCLA. I loved him in the draft. I loved him in entire career. And like I was saying, Oil. He compliments Levine so well. Like, their strengths, both of them, like, their strengths and weaknesses just, like, line up perfectly. Like, they both want to one on the fast break, throw our oops to each other, shoot a ton of three-pointers. Levine is getting better on defense, but still isn't, like, super great. Lonzo didn't cover for him now. Lonzo had, like, kind of struggled in, like, the half-court creation. That kind of where he struggled, and Levine can just take over that. He can be like the half court. Him and Jordan can run the half court. So like their strength and weaknesses really like perfectly fit together, and they've been a great combo. It's it kind of funny that they're both UCLA guys, and it seems like they've been kind of friends for a while. Maybe they've been kind of hashing this out for a season or two. But yeah, it was. Over the course of two front offices, guard patch would link to Lonzo, and board fans were like, yeah, we'll get Lonzo. We fired that entire front office, bring in the new front office, and that new front office was like, yeah, let's we'll get Lonzo, and it finally happened over the summer. Yeah, and I listened to, I've talked about this before, you know, I listen, I live in Milwaukee, and I listen to a ton of Chicago sports radio, I said, that it, just because it's better, so I listen to 670 regularly, and I mean, it's cool I mean, because, you know, I mean, <laughs> the Bears still suck. So, yeah, there you go. But, I mean, it, it's cool that, you know, Chicago will always be, even when they had Michael, it'll, it'll always be a, a football town first, and then you throw in the Cubs a little bit. But it's cool that, 
you know, the Bears, when I listen to that, or I'm sorry, when I listen to that station, the Bulls are getting a lot of plug and a lot of love, as well as they should, man. They're, they're, they're really, really good. Now, I'm a little bit, I want to get your, your thoughts on kind of the concerns with all the COVID stuff that's happening with them, because they're going to get decimated with this. And hopefully, I mean, they beat Denver. They lost a tough one last night to, to Cleveland. They're playing, you know, the Miami sheet tonight. I think they're down seven right now. Hopefully they can you know, kind of pull that one out. But are, are you concerned about that? Because coming up, they have they have the Pistons, Toronto, the Lakers, Houston, and then Toronto again. And then the day after Christmas, they play Indiana. Are you, like, concerned? Do you think this is going to set them back? Or what are your thoughts on kind of this COVID outbreak that they're dealing with? Yeah, the, it's tough right now. I mean, oh. it's so bad that I would walk in the fourth quarter of the game before I jumped on. We have our backup broadcast team. Our broadcast team had COVID right now. It's oh. like it, it threw it Stacey King. Oh, do we got to protect <laughs> Stacey King at all costs, man? Yeah, <laughs> Stacey King is sitting at home yelling hot shot. Yeah, it's killing us right now. We signed Afondo McKinney today. The, the he played on like the Cab and the Ward a little bit. He was in the G League. We signed him today. He was the fourth guy to check in off our bench tonight. <laughs> the um. So we have a ton of guys out. DeWoe didn't out. Devontae Green, who's starting for us, is out. Kobe White is out. And, yeah, I mean, it's kind of tough because I was looking through all the stats. We were going into the COVID absence. We were, like, seventh in offense, and we were already down to tenth. It's just, like, killing us. And Levine, Londo, and Vucevic are all still playing, but they're logging so many minutes that I'm like even more that one that might get hold or something. And yeah, I mean, Jawodin, it was kind of thought that we brought him in to be our second best player behind Levine. He'd been our best player so far. Like, I think it's pretty clear cut. And missing him, he kind of runs the bench units. We stagger him and Levine. And when Levine is on the bench the past few games, it's been terrible. Yeah. Like essentially, like our G League team out there, they're getting ran off the court, and we have these games. Like we play the Heat tonight. They don't have Jimmy or Bam. You think that should be a win? As you said, we're losing right now. It's gonna be a tough one to win. We play the Pistons and the Raptors, and I think these are games that even we're kind of up a few games in the standings, so it might not seem that bad right now. But later in the season, when we're kind of battling for. Pro- position we're gonna look back at this and say remember when we had COVID and we lost to maybe the piston maybe we'll lose to the piston and it, I think those game might come back and kill us at the end yeah but I mean you know like again I, I try to be optimistic for a lot of these I mean we've done you know the the Celtics I mean we did a little Lakers one we've done Portland we've done Minnesota so far I, I think if you're a Bulls fan though I, I can't remember where Brett and I had them on our our preseason predictions, but both of us are pretty high on them. I think I had Brett even had Billy Donovan as winning coach of the year. I had him in second. Like I, I knew this team was going to be good. I still wouldn't be surprised though, if they finish, you know, fifth or sixth. I still think that that is a home run. I know, like I said, just on social media and listening to six seventy to score. I know like there's a lot of people with, you know, um, NBA finals expectations, like, and just, just like yeah. expectations, but I, I wouldn't be, even if Chicago made the playoffs, 
and lost in the first round, I think that's a successful season because I think you're building on something here. You know, you got DeRozan locked up for, you got Caruso, you got Lonzo, Levine's going to get a massive extension. Like you've got, your, your core is there. You know, I love Billy Donovan. I think that Chicago is going to be like, okay. I, I, I really do. So let, let me kind of ask you this. Now that you got off to such this quick start, what are your expectations for this team? I mean, is is it is it finals or bust? Is it Eastern Conference finals or bust? Like, what what are you reasonable expectations? Yeah. So a big thing for me as a fan, is I just kind of like to take it one game at a time. So I'm still kind of living in the moment, kind of the kind like of like you're saying like with, like, with like the media, some of the local media mm-hmm. saying that we should have final expectations. We have Tony Gale on the halftime show. Almost every halftime show, he said, we're a bad matchup for Brooklyn. Brooklyn doesn't want us in the playoffs. <laughs> and it's like, I'm kind of like, all right, maybe throw that down a little bit. The, um, so I think expectation for me, going into the season, I'll kind of like, just make the playoffs. If we make the playoffs, successful season. Not not play-in. If we if we're in the play-in, win our play-in game, make the playoffs, that is successful season. I, I'm with you. Oh, the Bulls are making the playoffs, man. I am here to tell you the Bulls are – unless, like, you know, Levine, DeRozan, and Lonzo yeah. are going to be out for the rest of the year. Like, the, the Chicago Bulls are 100% making the playoffs. Like, there, there, there's no doubt in my mind. And I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. Again, I don't want to jump too far ahead here. I can't wait because, like, I grew up, man. If I have a, a bar in my basement. I have a, a man cave. Like, you should see the Michael Jordan Bulls stuff that I have hanging up. Like, I – it's Milwaukee for me, and then the Bulls. Like that's that's been it because I've said this before. As a tortured Bucks fan for you know basically my entire life, the the Bucks have sucked, and you know the '90s Bulls were like that was my childhood, that was my everything. So I, I like I like it when the United Center is rocking. I like it when when the Bulls are good. Like it's it's good for basketball. I know you guys for the most part. You know even before the Bucks won. The NBA Finals. I don't think people realize how bad Chicago basketball has been. I mean, it, it's in, and I, I meant it in like a, an honest way. I wasn't trying to be a homer, but like up until before the Bucks had Giannis, after Jordan retired, the Bucks and the Bulls had made the Eastern Conference Finals the exact same amount of times. You know, you had the D Rose Bulls, and then you had the Ray Allen Milwaukee Bucks. So I mean, it, and then D Rose obviously gets hurt. You have the Jimmy Butler thing that just is a, is a shit show. And then it was just it was. Terrible, 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 as you said. I think kind of after Thibs left, it was just a shit show there for Chicago, and it's it's good to see them back, man. I'm like I'm I'm happy. I'm generally happy for Bulls fans, and I'm generally happy that the Chicago Bulls are good. Yeah, man, I appreciate that. And one stat that would kind of floating around that would kind of kind of you against Levine and the boards a lot was since we traded Jimmy Butler. So from the day we traded Jimmy Butler from the next four seasons on, the board had the worst record in the NBA for the next yeah. season after. And it's tough. It was it was hard. You know, guard packs never really – a big reason why they got fired is because they never were committed to the rebuild. We never really got a high draft pick. We were kind of shitting that no man's land. And Labine was kind of our warm guy. The rest of our guys weren't very good. And – we brought in the new front office, and it been it been awesome, honestly. Like the Vucevic trade, yeah, maybe on paper, maybe we lost the trade on paper, but it been like 
Londo, Caruso, and DeRozan all stated Vucevic at a big reason why they wanted to come to Chicago. And I think you said it well. That was kind of the turning point. That was kind of like the, even though we might have lost that trade, that was kind of when okay, like we don't start getting our shit together a little bit. We don't start taking it seriously. We don't start putting good players around Levine and Vucevic. He's been kind of up and down for the boards, but. That move really torn things around. It made it took a lot of players around the lead. It made them realize we need to start taking Chicago seriously. The Woden, I don't think we get the Woden without Vucevic. The it would they played in college together. Ever since we got Vucevic, Vucevic would end the Woden ear saying, "Hey, we're building something in Chicago. You should come. We'll do it together. We'll build something together." And that was like seemed to be the main reason why we got DeRozan that he wanted to come play with Vucevic at college friend. I I agree, man, and and like for me, I think that Chicago has moved up into into that hierarchy. I, I predicted that Philly was going to be bad. I predicted that Miami was going. I mean, Miami's fifteen and eleven, but I think it's it's clearly Milwaukee, Brooklyn, and then I think in that next group, man, I think you could throw Chicago in there. I think you could maybe throw Miami in there, but I, I think Chicago is. If everything breaks right for them, I think they're legit. It's funny that Kendall Gill keeps talking about Brooklyn. I don't think – I mean, I'm excited to see it when Chicago and Milwaukee play. They haven't played yet. But, I mean, I still don't think in a playoff series, you know, Milwaukee or Chicago has an answer for for Giannis and Chris. But, I mean, dude, it's going to be fun. And I just like watching – I can't wait till I go to the Pfizer and I I see – like every time I see Lonzo play, man, it's it's up and down, up and down, up and down. Like they're they're moving, they're running. Like I like that kind of basketball, and it, it, it's 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 fun, man. And it's so it's so different from when Tom Thibodeau was there, right? When it was like a a defensive, we're gonna grind you out. Like um, what, a lot of ugly wins, right? It was ugly basketball, but you won a lot. But it was ugly, ugly basketball. You had D rolls, but I mean. <laughs> There wasn't, there wasn't really anybody else. But now, man, I mean, dude, you guys are just loaded, dude. And it, it's fun to watch, dude. You mean, you got to be, you got to be having a good time every night. Yeah, I am. The, it actually kind of the D Rhodes teams were kind of the first teams that I started following the board so closely for. And like one thing that Bill Simmons that brought up with the board a few times that we get good shots down the stress. And that is a hundred percent true. And that was, kind of thing that the D Woj team kind of struggled with is that they couldn't get good shots down the stretch. You know, we played Miami in that conference final. We played defense well. We just lost because we couldn't get good shots. This team, I wasn't really alive for the Jordan Pippen boards days. This is the one team that I've had in my boards time that it's like every fourth quarter, we are getting good shots and we are Converting on those, we are getting to the whim, we're getting to the free flow line. That was the thing that killed us last season, is that we just never got to the free flow line, and we would never slow down the game when the other team went on a one. That one of the most underrated things about DeRozan, that the stat sheet's done an 08 pickup on, is that when the other team is going on that 5 nothing, 6 nothing one in the fourth quarter, he just gets to the free flow line, and it just slowed down the entire game. And him and Levine together, that's like one thing that made me optimistic for the playoffs. I am still a little hesitant to taking it one game at a time. But to have two guys like Jerodin and Levine that can get their shot pretty much whenever they want down the stretch, it's a huge advantage. And 
you see a lot of teams struggle with guarding us in the fourth quarter because they don't have two defenders that can guard both Levine and DeRozan, and they're just kind of very good at saying, "Oh, like you have the mismatch, you go." Levine had the mismatch, he go. DeRozan had the mismatch, he'll go to a mid-range jump shot and get it, and. It had worked a lot better than even me, who had grass hat four, like, in the offseason. It had honestly blown me away a lot, the execution in the fourth quarter. From last year, we were finding ways to lose ending the game. They were the, we lost to the Bladers. We were up by five points with nine seconds in regulation. And we lost in regulation. It was Dame Lil hit back-to-back threes. We lost. We were up by 10 points on OKC with, like, two minutes left. Lost that game in regulation. This year, like, the total opposite. We're, like, finding ways to win games instead of finding ways to lose games. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. So, Riley, I got to ask you, man. How did you you become a Chicago Bulls fan? I know you kind of mentioned it with the D-Rolls. Are you from Chicago? Do you live in Chicago? I know they can't see you because, you know, we're we're just doing – it's going to be released audio, no video, but I know you got a Bulls jersey on. you got a Michigan State hat on right now, dude. So tell me a little bit about your, your Bulls fandom and kind of how that all started. Yeah. So I have my Alex Caruso jersey on. It's the new, like, shitty edition jersey. I've just had it for a few days. But, yeah, I've been a big basketball fan pretty much my whole life. I kind of started getting into basketball, like NBA basketball, when the – Bulls drafted Derrick Rhodes, number one overall. That was kind of like when I was like, okay, like we have this number one pick. I got to start paying attention to the Bulls. And, yeah, I followed the Bulls pretty much ever since. It's been a little over 10 years. I attended Michigan State University. They have a big basketball program. So, Big Ten basketball. Big Ten, stick- baby, all day, every day. Yeah, stick together. Um even though I hate Brad Davison, but we we <laughs> put that off to the side. Um, the so yeah, I mean Derek Rhodes, that team was big for me. I loved Jimmy Butler. It was one the hardest day that a board fan would win. We traded Jimmy Butler. That's away. Mr. Marquette, man. He's Mr. Marquette. That's my guy, dude. Yeah, that was a that was a tough day for me at a board fan. I'm not gonna lie. Even though we end up getting Zach Levine in that trade, would now like. One of my favorite board players of all time. It's it's still a hard day. Um, yeah, I mean, we have a lot of being a board fan. I was born in 1997, so like the Jordan Pippen days, I didn't get to live any of that. I was actually born in June, and the story is my dad was watching the board game on the TV, a finals board game on TV when I was being born. <laughs> my mom wasn't too happy with him. That's and, awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah, so we've had some kind of – it's been kind of rough, my board fandom. Like, we had the D-World injury. We've had some tough breaks in the playoffs. We've had some years where we were just absolutely terrible. Um, but right now, I, I agree. I think we're turning it around, make it into the playoff this year, maybe win a playoff series. We'll take it from now. But I think we're on the up and up. You know, I think we're starting to look pretty good. and. I'm pretty confident moving forward. I like it, man. I like it. So real quick before we let you go, man, are you, you're a Bears fan, right? I am a Bears fan, but I'm not diehard. So. All right. So, so just for everyone that's listening, we're recording this on a Saturday night. It's going to get released Monday. Um, Packers-Bears, Sunday night. I mean, dude, go Pack Go. The Bears still suck. I can't wait to talk shit to you. 
will be in the overstated NFL group, dude. It's gonna it's gonna be awesome, Riley. I can't thank you enough, man. I can't thank you enough for uh, taking time out of your Saturday night to chat a little Bulls with me. Bulls basketball, do a little State of the Union for the Bulls, man. I really appreciate it. I appreciate your 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 stuff in the overstated NBA group. I think it's great, man. I, I love it, dude. And uh, I can't thank you enough, man. So thank you so much, but Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. All right, bro. Thank you. Thank you.